This is the Rich Eisen Show. Game time. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It was so unravens-like for this to happen. They abandoned the run. The Rich Eisen Show. Some of the SOL stuff happened. Same old lines. Take the points. Man, what a way for this season to end. Lions fans, I feel for you. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Coming up, 49ers reporter for The Athletic, David Lombardi. NFL Network analyst, Brian Baldinger. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Albert Breer in hour one from the... Senior Bowl, or pardon me, the Senior Bowl, that's what I should say when he's involved. Um, He's talking quite a bit about what's going on in the coaching carousel, which took a nice little spin off of the axis when it came to uh, the Washington Commanders. Their job is still open, and it is not going to be filled by Ben Johnson, who um, is staying put in Detroit. What a coup for the Detroit Lions that their offense is going to still be dialed up by one of the more dynamic play callers. And, um, you know, one of I guess he's going to be able to keep going for it on fourth down. Keep dialing it up. <laughs> What's yeah. wild is I'm just, it's not too soon. I mean, the <laughs> Lions fans have got to be happy, right, about this? Tom Pelissero, our, our, our friend who joins yeah. us every Friday. This is good news. How could they not be happy with it? Says he'll be a hot coaching candidate again next year, but first he wants to take another shot at bringing a Lombardi trophy to Detroit, which is a great way of saying either the Commanders or Seahawks didn't meet his price or, or the Seahawks and Commanders told him they're going somewhere else. Something must have happened in this meeting where he didn't get the job. And this is a huge piece of news for Detroit Lions fans that are looking for anything that's a positive coming out off of one of the most remarkable seasons they've ever witnessed as Lions fans. Honestly, that that fellow that NBC kept showing who was in his 90s is one of the only few people who can remember the good old days, right? (laughs) And so um, uh, a great piece of news for Detroit Lions fans so congratulations to them in the fact that their offensive coordinator sticks now does this mean Aaron Glenn who's also talking to the commanders wants to come back and win a Lombardi for them or is he going to get the job is that something that Ben Johnson was told trust me I, I I I'm I don't mean to ascribe anything to an individual I've never met Ben Johnson and he could seriously be sitting there going I didn't like the way this thing ended I am not going to take the job with the Washington Commanders with their new um, owner and their new general manager and their new way of doing everything, and I am not going to be the first such head coach there and maybe stay there for 20-something years and move my entire family to the nation's capital and live in the mid-Atlantic. I'm not going to live into that area. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm staying here to be in charge of an offense. You made that job sound really... uh, That's what I'm saying. It's like one of the greatest jobs that could be offered out there. Remember I did my power rankings of the best jobs available? I put that at two. You know? Ding dong, the wicked warlock is dead. I mean, Snyder's gone, you know? Wow. And and everything is now in technicolor. And, and I I mean, that's a heck of a job that you're turning down. He's staying put... In Detroit, which is great news. That's why I'm just saying it sounds like something didn't work out. 
or he's ready to just win another Lombardi trophy with Detroit, which is great because he is really talented and he is dialed into what these guys can do. And I don't blame him for saying, maybe I want to coach Jameer Gibbs in his second year, Laporte in his second year, St. Brown in his fourth. Like, let's roll. And you're going to add to Jamison Williams in his first full year where he's not coming back from something. So great option. The injury or suspension. Uh, it's pretty neat stuff. So congrats to you Lions fans. That's a nice piece of good news. And maybe you keep Aaron Glenn and you don't turn into the Philadelphia Eagles. Coming off of a hangover of a playoff loss where you thought you were going to win it and win it all. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The Niners, though, move on after that win over the Detroit Lions. And joining us now here, I guess I should introduce him as Lombardi himself, since that is his Twitter account handle. He's a reporter for The Athletic covering the 49ers. David Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good to meet you, David. How are you? Hey, Rich. Nice meeting you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great out here in the Bay Area. It's, it was raining for a while, then it the skies parted for the NFC Championship game. We had a warm one okay. out here, and now the sun is still shining in Fan- San Francisco, that's for sure. Fantastic. Are you going to also do the, the, the traffic on the fives right now as well? I like it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's- well, we, we were, you know, as reporters covering the 49ers, there was an obsession with the weather entering the NFC Championship game because of what happened the week before and what had happened to Brock Purdy in week six, his two rain games this season, he struggled for 58 minutes, maybe 55 minutes, then turned it on at the very end. But people thought that the dry track would, would really favor the 49ers. And maybe it did in their comeback, but they had a lot of trouble there with the lions offense. You were talking about in the first half was phenomenally balanced. Exactly. And, uh, and that's exactly why I thought watching the Lions in the first half, that's exactly why I thought Washington and Seattle were keeping their head coaching jobs open to talk with Ben Johnson at the first available opportunity, which would have been after championship Sunday. But that said, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on the national Brock Purdy com- uh, conversation and how it lands in the Bay area, David. Well, ever since he stepped in for Jimmy Garoppolo against Miami, that was week 13 of 2022 from his probably a second drive. He was doing stuff that even the the top pick in the draft, you wouldn't expect him to do in his first NFL outing. He was, I mean, he was getting hit by Jalen Phillips. I still remember this third and long against Miami in his very first appearance and Brock Purdy delivered over the middle blind, basically, because Jalen Phillips was drilling him into the ground. And he started beating these blitzes, and he started operating as, as a high-level veteran from the very start. So I think that 49ers fans and everybody here in the Bay Area has felt like they're watching a veteran quarterback for a while now. The fact that you know Purdy went under the radar this offseason because of the elbow injury and i think a lot of people on the outside counted him out they felt okay not going to come back till midseason even if he comes back there's going to be a lot of rust to, to to knock off nobody really expected him to put up the numbers that he did and obviously when you look at all the efficiency metrics it was number 1 across the board this year uh, it it, it it didn't catch the people watching the 49ers on a day-to-day basis by surprise, but I think that it it caught the nation by surprise, right? And once the 49ers reached the playoffs, there's been this whole discourse that has assumed that somehow he was going to falter. And it's funny that the games played out that way at the start. Uh, he didn't look good at the start of the game against the Packers. Didn't look good at the start of the game against the Lions, but he's finished 
so well in both of those games. He's done. You talk to a lot of coaches. They'll tell you the hardest thing to do as a quarterback is bounce back from a rough start within the same game, especially if it's a huge game and put it together and finish at the end. We talk about the greats being able to do that. He's been able to do that for two straight weeks. So the, uh, I kind of sense the national discourse shifting now, giving Purdy some some credit for those wins. But the, uh, that that shift never had to happen in the Bay Area just because he came out firing from the very, very first drive against the Dolphins last year. Well, and, and he has been terrific. There's there's, you know, on the whole, you know, but the reason why I think it's difficult for the national media to let go of the narrative that perhaps he's not ready or perhaps he's not the guy that can get them over the hump, even though he has gotten them back to the Super Bowl, is because of the way that Jimmy Garoppolo took the team to the Super Bowl and rumblings already started that proved to be founded that Kyle Shanahan wasn't thoroughly enamored with Garoppolo and they went and drafted Lance and have the benefit of finding a true talent with the last pick in the draft. And then comes this quote in um, an ESPN story where Brock Purdy tells Nick Wagoner of ESPN that the team told him he'd be the starter coming back from surgery unless Tom Brady wanted to come out of retirement. What's, what's that one all about? Well, remember the context at the time, the recovery timetable for Brock Purdy had been about six months coming off of the UCL. So the 49ers were considering all of their contingency plans in the off season. The story around training camp was uh, how astounded the 49ers were and how pleasantly surprised they were that Purdy's recovery went as quickly as it did. And he was ready to go by day one of training camp. So a lot of this Brady discussion back and forth, that all needs to be viewed within the context of Brock Purdy potentially not being ready for week one. That was what the 49ers mindset was. As far as Garoppolo goes, I've always been of the camp that when he was healthy and, and that was an issue for Jimmy Garoppolo, the availability just wasn't what the 49ers needed it to be. But when he was healthy, this offense efficiency wise was consistently in, in the top 10, I would say even the top seven, but Brock birdie has guided this offense to new heights. There's a big difference between the number one offense in football and the number four to number seven offense in football. And you've seen it with his mobility at those 52 rushing yards in the second half. That's something that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't bringing this team. And birdie has also been really, really accurate on the deep passes. Might've gotten a little bit lucky against uh, the lions with that one that bounced up into the air. And then Brandon Ayuk made the catch, but Everything that Kyle Shanahan has wanted to do and open up with this offense, he's actually been able to do with Brock Brady, and that includes off-schedule possibilities. So um, just to finish up this thought, David Lombardi of The Athletic here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, that Tom, they did, in fact, kick the tires on Tom Brady, but as a, hey, got to make sure that door is closed while Purdy rehabs, that's, that's what happened? Uh-huh. I think that's the right way to, to view it. I think also after the 2019 season, after they went to the Super Bowl, there were a lot of rumblings about Brady before he sent, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At that point, the 49ers decided to, to stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. So we have reports like this. We have the, the Aaron Rodgers report, too. Right? That was 2021 before 
the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, that, that they had a phone call with Green Bay. I don't think the 49ers denied that either. I think that they're constantly scouring for a way to improve their team, right? And this is anything a good good front office, good personnel department is going to do. But if you're looking at this Tom Brady, Brock Purdy situation, I think that we absolutely have to remember that Brock Purdy had torn the ligament in his uh, in an elbow of his, of his throwing arm. And his recovery was nothing. It was not a guarantee at the time that a lot of this discussion was happening. David Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen show. So then what do you see this year as one of the more, um, I guess, sliding door type moments for this team where it could have gone in a different direction. And now here they are in the Super Bowl. Well, it's been interesting because in 2021 and 2022, also both seasons where the 49ers made the NFC championship game, they started three and five and three and four respectively. They, you know, people counted them out early and then the 49ers went on their run. This season was the opposite. They started five and oh, I feel that people were prematurely crowning the 49ers after they beat the Cowboys 42, 10 on Sunday night, but then they lost those three in a row, right? They were five and three heading into the bye. So this team faced a big moment of truth mid season where they had to figure out the defense Brock Purdy had to bounce back. I don't think he was terrible when they were losing games, but he definitely dropped off there over that middle three game losing streak. And the team really did come out firing. It was all around when, when they traded for chase young there at mid season. Uh, I'm not saying that chase young is the reason they turned it around, but that, that gives you a moment in time when this team did turn it around and they roared all the way to the playoffs with the exception of that loss to Baltimore, the postseason. Around here, I think uh, even some, some people around the 49ers thought, um, you know, we got the number one seed, they said. And it, look at what happened last time they got the number one seed. 2019, they blew two teams out, Minnesota and Green Bay. There was some thought that maybe the 49ers would would have that easier path to the Super Bowl. But this league, I think, reminds everyone that stuff uh, rarely comes easy. And these were two of the most gut-wrenching games, I can tell you, from the 49ers fan perspective, talking to a lot of people around here. Uh, there were a lot of nerves over the past two weeks, but the team found a way to get that gritty win, which is something that had actually eluded them over the course of the season because they were winning so many games by double digits and the games that did get a little hairier, they actually lost during the regular season. So the fact that the 49ers were able to get those gritty wins when they absolutely had to have them, uh, that says something and that gives them a lot of confidence entering the Super Bowl. Well, they're going to have to get after Mahomes. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, this just in, right? I mean, so that's, that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, clearly Mahomes was hurt in that Super Bowl where they lost to Tampa, but Tampa ran him for his life. I mean, he was truly running more sideways than I've seen anybody run, you know, vertically from the quarterback you, position. So how how equipped are the Niners to do that? I know, you know, obviously they got Chase Young and Bosa, but uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the, that big moment. This would be a great moment to uncork a pass rush. Right. For the 49ers. Well, yeah, and let's talk about Kansas City. They, they've evolved as a team and it's super impressive. The advanced stats actually indicated their defense was ranked a little bit higher than, than their offense this year. So that's a much more balanced team, not just between offense and defense, but with Isaiah Pacheco, they're running the ball. And the best way to defuse opposing pass rushes is to be able to lean on that run game. We talk about Detroit. Detroit uh, did a great job of that this year. Detroit did. I mean, they they almost killed the 49ers there in the first half with that. And San Francisco's run defense this year has not been good. 
you look at the advanced metrics, they rank down in the twenties in run defense. And it's, it's very surprising because this had consistently been a top five run defense on the efficiency basis for, for years. And that had fueled their pass rush. So I'll tell you, I think the key for them to get after Patrick Mahomes is to actually to stop Isaiah Pacheco because Andy Reed is going to be running and he's going to be running a lot. If the 49ers can't stop it, they say in the 49ers D line room, they have a, a quote and it's stop the run to have some fun. You absolutely have to stop the run and get opponents in second and long, third and long. Otherwise, you'll see a repeat of the first half of that Detroit game and can guarantee you that Andy Reid looked at that and said, I want to do some of this. Last year when the 49ers played Kansas City, Chiefs beat them and they did run very successfully. This is a different Kansas City team than the one that won the Super Bowl in in Super Bowl 54 against the 49ers with Tyree Kill. That was airing it out all the time. They're a much more balanced offense. And if you can't stop the run, you're not going to have those pass rushing opportunities at Patrick Mahomes. But it's also a different Niners team than the one that lost to the Chiefs that day because they had just welcomed Christian McCaffrey to the fold and he Mm -hmm. played in that game and and then after that game they didn't lose up until they lost Brock Purdy and then they won the first five this year and McCaffrey is a rare running back double dip of offensive player of the year candidate and MVP candidate and just before I let you go this is something that I think needs to be hammered and not lost on anybody is the aggressiveness of this organization, Lynch and Shanahan, and obviously Jed York, greenlining all of this stuff, to basically say, you know what, we had a Super Bowl offense with basically the same guys, and we still have one here. But we need to, even though we just spent a ton of draft capital to go trade up on a quarterback that's a big question mark in Lance, we're going to spend pretty much the rest of our draft capital to go get McCaffrey. And he is absolutely the difference maker on this offense with all due respect to Purdy being as veteran as he has coming out of the box. This is the difference here. And this is the reason why they can go into this Super Bowl and win it. If uh, an A plus Mahomes and Kelsey show up because of that guy, because of 23, what what's your reporting on, on, on how they went ahead and said, damn the torpedoes. Let's go get McCaffrey, David. Well, it, it, you know, it's a reversal of, their role with the chiefs in the last super bowl with the chiefs with the number one offense and the 49ers were like number six or number seven. Yes. Adding McCaffrey and obviously getting the, the high level quarterback play from Purdy, the combination of both of those has supercharged this offense. And now the 49ers are that number one unit. So you can withstand some defensive erosion when you've got the offense that, that they have right now, that is going full steam ahead. And I think the 49ers are all about, being very willing to spend a lot of capital to go get true blue chip players. They'll repay their own. If they deem a player an A-lister, they're going to back up the Brinks trucks for the Brinks truck for him. Nick Bosa, they just paid him a ton of money this offseason. You saw Debo Samuel, they consider him an A-lister too. They'll let the B-listers walk in free agency. That's how they tried to replenish through the draft and development. But when they saw a player like Christian McCaffrey available, hmm. especially because he fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan has been trying to do offensively, and that is positionless skill positions. He likes the adaptability. He likes being able to spread you out into a nickel package with somebody who can threaten to be a receiver, and obviously Christian McCaffrey can do that. And then as soon as he gets you in the personnel package that's vulnerable to the run, he could have McCaffrey take the handoff. That Debo Samuel is just as adaptable, right? So the 49ers now have 
two of those guys in Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. And it's impossible for defenses to, to know how the 49ers are going to attack coming out of the huddle. So Kyle Shanahan, it's kind of like putty in his hands, right? He can, he can definitely mess with opposing defenses when he has that kind of adaptability and versatility. So I think when they had a chance to get Christian McCaffrey last season, they were willing to invest a lot and they were, I think lucky enough to have a little bit more draft capital to spend than the Rams did. And a lot of the impetus at the time was let's make sure the Rams don't get Christian McCaffrey. You That's imagine? what they said. Could you imagine yeah. the difference could right now? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it could have shifted the balance of power in the not not only the NFC West and then entire NFL. Unbelievable. David, thanks for the time. Let's uh, chat again real soon. Certainly uh post Super Bowl when uh, the Niners for me have uh, different plans and parade plans as well. Thanks for the time. All right. We'll see you in Vegas. Take care, Rich. You bet. That's David Lombardi at Lombardi himself on the old Twitter machine right here on the Rich Eisen show. I'm telling you, man, that McCaffrey move. I forgot about that part. What if the Rams had gotten him? <laughs> I don't know. Um, they had a lot of injuries last year. I know they had a lot of injuries Rams. last year. Let me so. give you a list of teams that could have used Christian McCaffrey. Um, like. Well, I mean, not to the, the effect, right? I guess, he's just or is so, he? He's, 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 just, what, he's, he's, he's a difference maker. Well, I know that, yeah. but you know, schemes also help the player as well, right? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, Chris. We think he, he he just seems like the type of player he would be successful anywhere. You built the scheme around him, yeah. obviously. Yeah, the Rams. That was tough last year. There were a lot of injuries. That's true. You know, they had, remember they brought in Baker Mayfield. But yeah, yeah, for, uh, for a second, just for so. go, just to go out and get him, so the other team also doesn't get him. It's like one of those win wins, right? Yeah, right. And um, didn't the Rams also claim Baker Mayfield last year in a way to so keep they, him? So they well, that, that was when everyone's wondering Purdy's not really going to be the guy to right. finish the season for a team with Super Bowl hopes, is he? Right. And the answer turned out to be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> An interesting point as well, before we throw a break here, is that, mm. that sure, if the Niners told Purdy, as Purdy said they told him, you're the starter unless we get Brady. Now, if they told him that middle of training camp, when it was clear he was the guy and they started talking about maybe Lance should go elsewhere, mm-hmm. if that's when they told him that and they try to get they try to get Brady then that after Purdy rehabbed and started showing he's the guy that they still said, Hey Tom, one last shot here. That's a story that's different than, Hey, it's May as you're right. It's yeah. April. It's March. He had just gotten the surgery, right? Do your rehab. You're our guy. Unless the goat. And that's what Purdy's quote was like, okay, he's the goat. I get it. But it still meant a lot for the team to tell him that you're the guy, right? And then he Different ended, story. Ended up being Did you back in see time. The memo about this, <laughs> right? Different story. Yeah. Need to put in that perspective there. So part of the reason why we want to have David on, I talk to him about all that. We come back overreaction Monday, on a Tuesday, which means it's just as intense as if it was a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When I said I wanted to bring a guest on, I'm like, well, I want to bring on who I wanted to be when I was a kid, and that was an offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I've got been fortunate enough to get to know Mitchell and know what – what a good guy he is and what a great player he is. So I wanted to share this moment with uh, with the right tackle for the Chiefs, my favorite football team. Not that I need to tell anybody that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really cool. I got to know him, I guess, at the end of last year, and uh, we headed off right away. We, we both like of, food. We both like food. We have a lot of shared interests. He asked me where I got my meat, and we go to the same meat guy. He goes uh, to the same butcher here in Kansas City. I said, uh, serious question, though, Mitch, where do, you, where do you buy your meat in Kansas City? He's like, oh, this place called... Myers and I'm like, okay, you're in. You're good. So, because I know how seriously you take your Kansas City uh, food. Yeah. You guys go to the same butcher here. We do, yeah. In the city. Yeah. yeah. Which so, is, I mean, when I got here, I like to cook. Um, I was confined to an apartment in my previous life, and I got here, I got a house, got a whole backyard set up. I mean, this guy's got the greatest backyard set up you could ever imagine for cooking, and he's sending me videos all the time, different, different stuff to try, and the, the text exchange between me and him and some of his other offensive linemen are, that are into smoking is hilarious. Like, one night I put a brisket on, and it was like we were kind of coordinating with the time difference of putting a brisket on around the same time. And I woke up to check my brisket and texted Mitch at 4 in the morning L.A. time, which was Kansas City 6 a.m. time. And I told Lindsay, my girlfriend, I'm like, I texted Mitchell Schwartz in the middle of the night about a brisket. Like, what and is I going responded. on? And I responded. <laughs> For no reason, I was up at that exact time, and we were, because I was doing a brisket the next night, so we kind of throw ideas off each other, see see what we do. I think he was doing, like, a 24-hour, oh, yeah, super slow, it got all jiggly hours. and gooey, and the bark was perfect. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. It's going to be a Kansas City palooza.
Back on uh, Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Jordan in the state of Michigan has been hanging on since pretty much jump. What's up, Jordan? What's up, Jordan. Oh, hey. Uh, sorry, I was okay. Sorry about that. I I had just called because um, I had seen I had I, I I had heard your discussion of the seeming inevitability of what's going to happen in the uh, in the Super Bowl and how Kansas City with this run with this magical run and I thought about all the times in the last twenty years or so that I had heard about how inevitable a Super Bowl was and that a lot of those times we were sort of fooling ourselves, whether it be the 07 Patriots or the 09 or the, or the Colts versus the Saints or the Bucks and the Bucks and Chiefs three, you know, three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the, with the vulnerabilities of both teams, you have, uh, unless they stack the box with eight the whole time, you, there, 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 there are stats to say that the, uh, the Chiefs have, are vulnerable to the run. That's how we figured. Well, that's how folks figured that uh, the Ravens would attack them last week. Uh, and we've now seen over the course of two playoff games that the uh, that the Niners are uh, susceptible to the same thing. So you could end up with a with a uh, a McCaffrey and Pacheco duel more uh, as much, sure. if not possibly more than mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean. So instead of calling it inevitable, to say, well, it's possible for a great game, but we we or we say that the Chiefs look impressive, but because I, like I said, I remember I remember the Broncos how how explosive they were with with Manning. Nobody gave Seattle a shot, and then everything turned on its head. Now that's the most extreme example, but. No, I hear you, Jordan, you know, and thanks for the call. Right. I appreciate it, Jordan. Listen. Um, the, if you're picking up on me saying that the Chiefs Super Bowl win is inevitable, I was just saying that there are plays that the Chiefs make and with their play that makes them look inevitable to win it again. Uh, I I mean, anybody who says the Niners have no chance in the Super Bowl is out of their skulls. So I just wanted to say that out loud. They're favored in the game. Uh, I, that, <laughs> so, now, now that, you know what I mean? <laughs> that surprises me. The Chiefs have played better over the last two playoff games than the Niners. Hands in- down. Interesting take. Hands, Hands down. Down. The Chiefs didn't score in the second half. The Chiefs on Sunday. The Chiefs beat the two seed in their house and the one seed in their house. But did they play better than the 49ers? While the one seed struggled against the seven seed in their house with some shaky quarterback play with the exception of one throw that was a dime to Kittle and then a fourth quarter drive and an, a, a total washout in the first half of their home game of the NFC Championship game that required a comeback truly for the ages since it was a 17-point comeback we'd only seen one time before in the history of the NFC Championship game. The Chiefs have absolutely. The Chiefs have gotten better quarterback play. The Chiefs have gotten better defensive play. Honestly, now the Niners did win their games that they needed to win in order to make the Super Bowl, 
and got some terrific play when they needed it. But start to finish, you know, the offense definitely for Kansas City didn't score again in the second half. And I would be concerned about that going into the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have kind of been a first-half team in the playoffs. Well, I mean, they've the been Niners a first, have been a second-half team. But the Chiefs were a first-half team for much of the year. I remember they went uh, an entire month without scoring a point after halftime. And that's when they lost a, a majority of their games. The game that I called in Germany, they didn't score a point after halftime and still won it. So that was a bit cause for concern that they didn't score after halftime, but they're also a road team um, in an AFC championship game. And those things are tough. I looked it up. Brady only had two playoff games in his career in which he didn't score a point after halftime, and he lost both of them. It was that AFC championship game against Baltimore, and it was his last playoff game ever with New England, his last game ever with New England, that oh, wild card loss Titans. to Vrabel and the Titans. Yeah. So, you know, Mahomes is, I guess, lucky to get out of it, but his defense made enough plays, which, again, uh, I, I don't know if you're – you know, I, I understand you're you're offering pushback, which is always welcome here. I'm I don't think there's any argument here. The Chiefs have played better football the last two weeks than they have than than the Niners have. The Niners didn't play well in their elements at home, and the Chiefs played well in their elements at home. You could say the road team, you know, coming from South Florida and playing in one of the most freezing cold games in the history of the NFL, um, was an issue. In, in in favor of New England, I mean, pardon me, of, of of Kansas City. Would you you want to break this tie here? I'm listening to both of you, and I, first I was inclined to agree with Chris right off the bat, but then thinking about what you said, it's like I, I think the Niners, of course, are putting up more points, right? And they're doing it at a time when their backs are really against the wall. So maybe that's why Chris is looking at like they trailed you know, in both of those games. I mean, they're, they're playing better. Um, but yeah, you got to score. The Chiefs' offense Chiefs isn't, didn't, isn't Chiefs lighting didn't, the world on fire. The Chiefs yeah. didn't trail once on the road at the one seed Ravens, who eviscerated San Francisco on Christmas night. If you want to even just use the what do we call that? A transitive postulate? I can't believe I'm dropping math terms here, but <laughs> where yeah, where one you know one team beats one, and then the other team beats another, and transitive property is that what it is? Yeah. I got half of it right. Yeah. So. Like if I beat you, but TJ beats me, it'd be assumed that TJ would beat you. Correct. Right. So, but the Niners can absolutely win the Super Bowl a million percent. They're a favorite in the game. That's what I I mean. But but that's why I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Why? Because they're the one seed going against the three seed. I mean, seeds mean jack right now. It means nothing. Uh, Better offense. They're just running running more efficiently. Really? On offense. Who the Niners? Yeah, dude, you're you're the one who says Brock Purdy might lose his gig to Kirk Cousins in the latest episode of Overreaction Monday if he doesn't perform well in the Super Bowl. See, Rich, the thing about that that, that podcast is he's just overreacting. Thank you, TJ. But really no, uh, there are feels. times where you believe exactly what you're saying out there, right? And other times I don't. That's the, which time? Which time is this? It's the beauty. Which of time television. is this? Nah, I forget. Like. 
Like, he'll never tell, like Brittany Murphy said. You know, I'll never tell. I also said Brock Purdy was an MVP finalist. I, and I, I, I know that because that's a fact. You know because I mean? he did play for, you know, 17, 18 weeks. You don't think the Niners' offense is better than the Chiefs? I think the Niners' offense is better than – I mean, first of all, don't make me compare two of my favorite tight ends in the history of tight ends. I'm not asking but you I to mean, compare anything. I'm saying you've got you've got one of the greatest. You have the greatest 28-year-old quarterback in the history of the NFL. Who's hasn't been as good this year as in recent years. I'm talking, but it doesn't matter what do you the mean? whole why, year. It why matters it matter? now because why doesn't it matter? Because the previous weeks don't mean anything when Toe meets ball in Vegas in a couple Sundays. I mean, I hate to be the one to defend Brock Purdy, but you know, statistically, he's been better than Mahomes this year. I'm talking about chips down. One guy has been one guy has been to three Super Bowls already. The other guy hasn't been to one. I get it. I'm not saying that I'm picking the four Niners or anything. But once upon a time, you don't think told the Niners' me, offense is better. The way that they're playing right now, the the Chiefs are putting up enough points to win, and and they they, well, they had a better. No, no, their offense was. Absolutely. They're running the ball very well. I mean, uh, and, and and Mahomes is finding Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. I mean, do we need to go through the second half game log? There were no, a lot I, of three I know. outs. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't understand how the Chiefs are, are underdogs here. And, I, I yes, the, the Niners' well, it's a, offense. It's a point now, so it's basically a pickup. But when but. it all comes down to it, man, Marshall Falk once upon a time said he ran out for a Super Bowl introduction and nearly passed out because he just his usual run out, he just was so hyped he, he hyperventilated and nearly collapsed. I'll take the guy who's been there three times, right? That's all I'm saying. Like, and Again, I can't believe that's, that, that's that the first blush is that, just like he's an underdog. But that wasn't my a question. It was you really think the Chiefs' offense is better than the 49ers? Um, I right, they've got two of the all-time greats performing with each other <laughs> again how again, can you go that, against that's that that's not related to what we're talking about right now at this moment as of 10 30 possibly say the niners offense is isn't much better than the chiefs well i guess because mahomes is is mahomes yeah he counts for two i'll give you that but, but did no do numbers mean nothing <laughs> <laughs> Numbers mean nothing when it's time to actually kick off in a winner-take-all game. It means nothing. All right, well, it's still 12 <laughs> days away. You know, let's take a break. Stats. I didn't have, expect to have that conversation we... <laughs> when we come back. Overreaction Monday and a Tuesday. As promised. Arguments. Trust me, <laughs> we're going to do it. That's next. Brian Baldinger <laughs> coming up with our top five Super Bowl moments of all time in Hour 3. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. So I mentioned earlier the Big 12 sent out its 16-team schedule. Look at this. 16-game schedule, right? Isn't that 16 teams? Well, I thought you said there were 16 games. No. Earlier. Well, I mean, hold on a second. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Jeez. 16 teams playing 14 games. I mean, wow. this, is, this is professional football. But it's been like this for a long time. Uh, I get it, but, I mean, look. Also, a couple buys, right? Two buys. Also, great question. It starts on the who's last the, day of who's August. Who's in the Big Twelve? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> there there are your there are you know all the way from Central Florida to Arizona, right? There you go. So Arizona, Colorado, now in, the Big in between. 12. Colorado. Wait, Arizona State's in the Big Twelve now. Yeah, they, they those are the two teams okay. from the Pac-12 that 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 is, left. Is that BYU? That's BYU. Is now big. Wow. There's Colorado. There's Prime. This is first game against two. I can't even read it. Um, no, he's at Nebraska as well. Uh, listen, man. Cincinnati. Listen, this is the way it goes now, guys. They start last week of August and finish last day. Last day of August and finish the last day of November. Well, Labor Day weekend now, right? It's the college football. Is that stuff. North Dakota this is, State? This is pro football. It's pro football. So it's time to actually have rules about, you know, whether players can leave and what players can get paid and what players are, and on the opposite side, what players are offered, they get. Right? They get. If they're told a certain amount of money is theirs, then they get it. And they don't just lose it because someone else comes in from the portal. It's crazy, man. Back on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. It is time for Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday, brought to you by our friends at Subway. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's the end of the world. Overreaction Mondays. Monday on a Tuesday. Very good, everybody. Okay, I like it. It's worthy of a round of applause. Christopher, you have the floor. Hey, Go. guys, what's happening? Everybody good? Go. What up, what up? Go. Hey, TJ, I apologize for this one off oh, the bat. Oh, boy. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson is the NFL version of Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. What is it? What's the analogy? Great player in the regular season. MVP, if you will. Might win a second this year. Both players. Eh, playoff time. What are we doing? Oh, my God. Um, I, I'll, I'll call this, um, by the way, um, Joel Embiid is one of the best players in the world. So is Lamar Jackson. Correct. <laughs> and um, Lamar plays every game this past year. <laughs> You know what I'm last saying? year when he was hurt. No, I know. Last year he yeah. didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, Let me I think you you're going Lamar Jackson is the DAC of, of the AFC. You would have loved that, wouldn't you? Now that. Well, Lamar I, has trophies in the case. No, I mean, but, but DAC, but Lamar's, you know, when it all comes down to, I mean, he's now what? He's now two and four in the playoffs. Two and four Dak's, in the playoffs. DAC's two and five. Although Lamar has gone further in the playoffs than Dak has. Embiid hasn't played in the conference finals. You know, TJ's in the room, right? You can <laughs> yeah. hear what we're saying, I right? I understand. I'll push back and great say... Great regular season player. Not so great in the playoffs. I, I'm, uh, I'll give this an overreaction. Dak had nothing to do with this. And I know. It, it, I just want the record to show I did not bring I know, up Dak. You know what I mean? But he, you know, you, he doesn't no, do that I'm, stuff I'm, that I'm, the other But I'm giving do. him more of, a, of an understandable, I think, analogy since it's the same sport. Well, a guy who's going to be a two-time MVP could be Embiid, who doesn't play well in the playoffs. But Embiid's not going to be the MVP this year because he's going to miss at least five more games. You don't know that. Yeah, we don't know that. Okay. Why not Kirk Cousins? Why can't, you know, why is it Dak all the time? Okay, what else, Chris? Uh, uh, I can already see this happening, and I'm already sick of this. Uh, Brady versus Mahomes is the new Jordan versus LeBron. Sports talk go-to debate. I I, I think you're a little ahead of the curve. At this point in time, I think you're a little ahead of the curve. I'm already sick of it. No, you're a little ahead of the curve. Um, How so? Because the people who remember Brady are not uh, as old as the people who remember Jordan right now. I guess that's true. That's That's what I'm saying is that, you know, there's still enough youngins out there. You know, the current, let's just say Coop, who's 12, can remember seeing Brady win a Super Bowl with the Bucs. Can't really remember winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. I mean with the against the Rams with the Patriots. So, you know, folks like me who are taking the Jordan side, Jordan's been gone how long? Long time. Okay. So, uh it's going to happen. We're not there yet, but we are already seeing people who have anointed Mahomes the greatest ever and it happened within 15 minutes of him making a Super Bowl. Hey, listen, to approach Brady, he's past Brady already. We have that graphic. I knew we'd have that. It would be good to build to have in our back pocket, you know. But there it is. He's already beaten Brady at it to age 28's greatness, right? His current age. Brady did not have all of the accolades like MVPs yet. Right. Um, he already had two Super Bowl MVPs. Mahomes already has one and has a chance to surpass him with one in a couple Sundays. He could match him in terms of Super Bowl wins by this age in a couple of Sundays. He's already got more Super Bowl appearances, four more playoff wins, and 16 more regular season wins. He's got to avoid the lull that Brady had, if you will, 
in a 10-year stretch where he made conference championship games but not Super Bowls, and he made Super Bowls but not the winner's podium. He's got to avoid that and then play till age 40 and be better at age 40 than he was to this point in time. Brady won an MVP at 40. And so when Mahomes reaches his late 30s is when this conversation will match the LeBron versus Jordan stuff. Yeah. So. But it'll actually it's never coming. be. It'll never be a conversation because in the playoffs, Brady 2, Mahomes 0. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. All right, next. And also, Which Brady is, didn't go 10 years without going to the Super Bowl. We just went 10 years. No, that's what I'm saying. Went, that's what I said. There was yeah. a 10-year period where he, he made he, conference championship games but not Super Bowls. They, and he, he made Super, Super Bowls. Bowl in that and he went to he? set. Yes, he did. That's what I'm saying. I said that. He, and then he went to Super Bowls but not the winner's podium. There. Oh, what's that part? It's okay. Gotcha. All right, uh, Rich, I wanted to bring this to the to the flagship show. I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday as one. Uh, I thought this was a fun debate we were having. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl in two weeks... Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey is the best coach QB receiver triumvirate in NFL history. And I wanted you to bring it to this platform as well because this one made me stop and think. TJ, I'd love to hear you chime in here because I I think this is real. I don't think this is an overreaction because Reid would have three rings and Mahomes would have three rings and Kelsey would have three rings. Kelsey has already passed Jerry Rice for most catches in playoff history. Mahomes is, as we just established earlier in this segment, doing things we've never seen a 28-year-old quarterback, even Tom Brady didn't do. And Reed would be up there, you know, above coaches like, you know, uh, he'd, he'd match Gibbs in terms of Super Bowl wins above coaches that have won it twice, like Parcells and Shanahan, right? And people were pointing out, uh, we, were throwing out we were throwing out Bill Walsh yesterday, but they only won one. Right. Bill Walsh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, only together for one, one Super right. Bowl win. Correct, because Rice predated one of the Walsh-Montana ones. Right, and then George And then Seifert. George Seifert got the one after Walsh's mm-hmm. final exactly. game as coach. Exactly. So I, I'm looking and I I mean uh, Jimmy and Jimmy Johnson and, only won two and Troy and Mike were only were only for two for two yeah and Barry Switzer won the third one so and then and then it's, you know Gr- Gronk Tom and Bill Gronk didn't play in one of the Super Bowls this is tough to push back I mean, on neither did no, Edelman no Bradshaw so. Stallworth that's the, the other one that we threw yeah, out we there threw that out there too. right um, but so it's worth thinking about. They're you up. Got, you might be I, you that one, Chris. That's what I'm saying. It's not an overreaction. This is definitely yeah, an argument, yeah, yeah. a conversation. Yeah. All right, what else, Chris? All right, uh, a couple more uh, guys. Of the 12 teams who didn't make the Super Bowl this year, the other 12 playoff teams, I'm going to say half won't even make the playoffs in 2024. Well, isn't that the usual thing? Uh, not, isn't that the usual? Isn't not, that the mean? Not always. So um, I'll, I'll say that's not an overreaction because it usually happens that way. It usually happens. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and identify who they are right now. Oh, why not? Because uh, <laughs> I don't care to. <laughs> I, I, I will take the out here and say that's not an overreaction. That's not, that's you know, not fun. You know, that's not fun. Name some teams. Dolphins, they're not making it. Okay, like, he's a good one. Steelers, like, come on. Okay. You want the hottest one that's possible? Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. That's the hottest one possible. I feel you there. Bucks. Or or Dallas. <laughs> He's laughing. That's the way Belichick winds up being your coach, pal. 
I mean, we're making the playoffs next year. I right. think so, too. All right, how about this one? I, I absolutely think yeah, so, I mean, too. We're not winning the Super Bowl. Multiple nothing, teams but. with a new head coach next year will make the playoffs. Multiple Ooh. teams with a new head coach Except next more year. more than one, huh? Will make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I'll take that, too. Does is, is Antonio Pierce count for this, though? Yeah, technically um, he was the interim last year. I, I think the two guys on the left will be the ones that do it. Raheem Morris with the Falcons. Radio Raheem. And uh, and Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. I, I think for sure. I think that's a good one, Chris. I'll buy it. Look, hey, at, you going out the board. Look at you going out the door with hey. some reasonableness. All right, last one, an NBA one, guys, because we saw the scoring last week. Someone's going to score 80 in a game this year. That's an overreaction. Oh, I don't know. That's an overreaction. Someone's going to score 80. Someone's, uh, that's, that's an overreaction. We got two 70s in a week. I got it. <laughs> I understand I it. There's only been, there had only been seven ever, and then we got two in a week. I got it. I understand. No. I'll push back and yeah. say that's an overreaction. You would agree with this, TJ? I, I'm going to say this. I believe that sometime in the next six years, the 100-point thing is the 100-point wow. mark. Oh, is my going goodness. Down. Wow. Look at him. Hey, even hotter. What's up? What's what's going uh, on over there? Is that coat making you hotter, man? I, I just think, well, first of all, this coat. The hat and the coat. This coat is How are you not great. sweating like crazy? Because <laughs> it's cold in here. Okay. That cold. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, just the way Luca and J- Joel made scoring 70 look very easy, uh, and we know it's not easy. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility right. to say 100. Well, here's another default. reason why it's not going to happen, because I don't think Smitch plays me in fantasy the rest of this year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he got all those points against me last week. Yeah, and so did Don Bowie. Okay, very good. <laughs> so uh, dismiss me, guys. That <laughs> was Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday, presented by Subway. Every epic footlong delivers the perfect sidekick. Drop everything and try a delicious new footlong cookie, pretzel, or churro at Subway today. By the way, you know what stopped my kids dead in their amazing. tracks? All of that the sounds delicious. Those, those footlong cookies. <laughs> oh as soon God. as they walk in, they see it on the TV. Uh-huh. Oh, they're like, what the hell is that? And you know what I say? Keep walking. Because that's mine. <laughs> Keep walking. I'm, I'm walking, walking here. here. I'm walking here. <laughs> A uh, little extra us. subway Look talk going us. out the door. Eight Brian French. Baldinger joining us in hour number three, breaking down film. Don't go anywhere. Still that's a, here. That's a midnight cowboy reference we all made in case anyone was wondering. Rated X movie, by the way. Really? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. It's the only, I believe, to date um, Oscar nominated X rated film. I mean, they do do some things in that movie. <laughs> so Back in the day. I remember that. You're surprised I've seen that one, aren't you? Uh, yes. I know what I'm watching tonight. Thank you. Dude. <laughs> That's not what you think. like the ones that you watch. Okay. Feller sitting there thinking, I can't believe, I believe behind the green door hey. didn't get nominated. For Cow- hey, hey, cowboy. It ain't it. All right. <laughs> not what you think. It's not there, what buddy. you think. <laughs> All right. I mean, it is a great movie. Ratso Felly <laughs> over there. <laughs> Also, happy birthday, Gene Hackman. Hey, 94 (laughs) years old. Coach Dale is 94. God bless him. I met him at a Super Bowl, the one in Jacksonville. Oh, cool. Jack Del Rio brought him to a Super Bowl party. Brought him to the dust-up? It was a night (laughs) I will never forget. Jack Del Rio and his wife walk in the door, and in walks his friend, Gene Hackman, and his wife. And I chatted football with Gene Hackman for like five minutes. That's he cool. knew he watched NFL Network, 
And I immediately called Susie, and she's like, why are you not going back in there to talk to him longer? <laughs> I don't want to bother the guy. I, swear, I, I Honestly, <laughs> he wanted to talk ball. That's awesome. Jack, yeah. was there, was, was, Jack Del Rio was there. Was Vanessa there? No, oh. different Del Rio. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> 